We hit that record button, and I gotta fix that view, and... Wait. What? Were we waiting on? Okay. You a fan of the uh, the hard rock there, Josh? Yeah. You know what they say about hard rock? No, I. What do they say? Hurts when you get hit by it. <laughs> they, I, I guess so, someone has probably said that. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. I am joined, of course, by your other lovely hostess, Josh. Josh. Sup. Not uh, hi, folks. We have a system. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. No, um, hang on. Hi, folks. <laughs> I'm crying. All right. Um, we have an email address. If you'd ever like to reach out to the show, hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com. You can also find our Facebook page, facebook.com slash hoodpod. We, uh, we got some attention this week, and uh, we'll talk about that in just a moment. Um, we do have the segment start times down in the description below in case you want to skip around to different segments of the pod. You'll find where to go there. Um, thank you, Levi Oki, for that beautiful illustration everyone can see. Levi Oki illustration um, on Instagram is where you can find them. How's it going, Josh? Grand. How's life, Gar? Well, it's been better. <laughs> oh, God. It's, uh, well, uh, well... Yeah, I mean, the, the same thing that happened happened last year as well, except instead of getting fired, I quit last year. I was also unemployed during September for the podcast last year, so it's almost like it's a cyclical thing. So I guess we'll see. So you you become unemployed about the same time that the Vikings' playoff chances vanish. Got it. <laughs> I guess I guess so. I guess so. Um, anything new in your life, Joshua? No, just... Uh contributed to uh the community today by going to an anoka high school event where i you know sat down with a group of kids they interviewed me about what it's like to be successful and i told them you know just like like pappy said you know drive big rig got flames on it probably going places so sigs and rigs absolutely all right well we're both doing fantastic josh thank you for giving back to the community so i know i mentioned our facebook page just a moment ago and we got some attention today um or not today but yesterday we also got some unwanted attention josh we uh that's a bit of a delay there we uh we are under attack um josh do you want to do you happen to recall what uh, one mr brian Knup said we received some hate mail this week is what i'm getting at in case that's not clear um you know i don't know off the top of my head but I josh have... what you didn't memorize every single word that brian Knup has it's ever like shared with you ever eight words i can barely memorize what i eat for breakfast so i don't know um i believe it was something along the lines of this is your hate mail for swearing 
and was, then a frowny face. Right. That was like here. Here's your here's your nasty email or mean letter for all the Effenheimers. Is is what he That's said. That's what it and, said. And then the frowny face. So that was uh, that was one of the hate mails. And then I forgot. I somehow forgot to pull up the other one. But we're bringing it up now. So don't worry. Uh, we also we didn't get this over the official channel. So I don't even know if we should bother talking about it. But we also got um, we also got some hate from Jamie. Um, so this, this just comes in out of the blue Sunday evening, right? Tough, tough Vikings loss on Sunday. So already no one's in the mood. Maybe Jamie wasn't in the mood either, but here's the text message I get 7:36 PM. This week's podcast should be called the Walter show. I would like to place a complaint. That's all it says. So I'm like, all right, go for it. All I said was go for it. I don't, I, I didn't I, like understand it at first. She said, nah, that was the complaint. It was just a little one because I'm winning and you say nice things. So I, I, I still don't follow Jamie's logic. Um, but after I get it out of her, she says, the complaint is that every few minutes y'all talked about Walters. As the show's third loyalist fan, I would like more variety. That is all. So, Josh, I've already said his name like two, three times. And, uh, you know, our, our fan base that's in our league is calling for us to change. And I think we've got to change. So I, what, what do you propose we do? How do we action that hate mail? Well, I guess uh, just start packing up and call it a wrap. I'm done for the year. All right. Yeah. I mean, that seems good. Yeah. No, that's option A. Option B is, you know, who's that, uh, who's that, uh, Wurtles guy that you're talking about? Who? You mean, uh, Walmers? Yeah. Kevin? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 10,000 fakes co-host number two. Falters? Or is that farters? Farters. Fartlers. Fartlers. Yep. Gotcha. All right. Well, we will make sure for the rest of this pod to not mention that name we were said not, we were told not to mention. So, all right. Hopefully that'll be satisfactory to our loving fans out there. And Brian, I don't want to say fuck you because that'd be very rude, but go tuck yourself in. We, I, at least I intentionally swear on the pod and that's not going to change anytime soon. All right, Josh. It's uh, it's time for some hot takes. Do you want to uh, do you want to go first today, or do you want to go second? You know, I'll go first because I think last week you were the only one that went. So <laughs> okay, I think that this week in the NFL, this is my hot take. There's going to be a single game record broken, single game sack record, single game interception record, single game picks thrown record, any sort of single game achievement by an individual player or the team itself. There's going to be a record broken. Do you, so I know I know you're just trying to keep it general, so your hot take can some can you know potentially be accurate. Do you want to try and get more specific? Just a guess on a on a on the stat or the player that breaks it. No, I I mean I thought this was pretty ballsy. Most fumbles in a game. Kirk Cousins goes for no 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 no. That's only two to one odds in Vegas. So I need something <laughs> with a little bit more zest for it to be a hot take. A little more zest. Um, but. Uh, I don't want to pick a specific stat. I, it's just a single game record. So if Gardner Minshew goes out there and strokes his mustache five times and it's the 15th time in two games that he's done it and that's a record, that's not going to be what we talk about. Single, it's single game. game record. Yes, yes. So eight touchdown passes in the first quarter by Aaron Rodgers. That's the one I'm going to go with if you make me pick. I like it. All right. I like it. All right, so now on to my hot take. So this, I, I preface this with this is a, Josh, have you ever watched Hot Ones? Are you a fan of the, the Hot Ones? Okay, well, you can either be a fan of the, the YouTube show Hot Ones or you can just enjoy a hot sauces. But I preface this with a saying, this is a super mega death sauce take. That's, that's a brand of hot sauce, super mega death. Um, 
Uh, my hot take for the week is that Gary Kubiak will take Zimmer's job. And I purposely did not put a time frame or a timeline on it. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my unfortunate take. I don't want it to be true because I like Zimmer, but I don't know. Do you think he's doing the uh, Jim Helpert? Um, I don't know if you've seen that gif uh, or the meme of Jim Helpert standing outside the window looking through the blinds, just smiling. I think that's what he's doing right that's now. That's what Kubiak's doing? Kubiak okay. is doing that to Zimmer right now. Sure. Um, and that, I mean... That could be for a variety of reasons. It's probably a changing room too. So yeah, who I knows? Mean, no, they're talking. I've I've heard some things about some rumblings about some change ups going between for the coaches. But I mean, I I don't know where you've heard those rumblings because I've literally made it up. But well, no, I mean, remember when uh, remember when your guy from last year? I already forgot his name. John D. Filippo. Yep. Remember when he got fired for not running the ball enough, and then this week he had um, Leonard Fournette run for two hundred twenty five yards. Um, they're 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 talking about firing the OC on K fan, so I don't care what his name is. Kevin Stefanski. Yep, yeah, sure. Gotcha. I mean, yeah, that has nothing to do with Zimmer or Kubiak, but yeah, I mean, it might fire him. Kubiak takes over Zimmer's role. They hired the Papa John's delivery guy. I don't know. Oh um, yeah, I mean, I guess if that's uh, if that's the route you're going down, sure. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all we got for hot takes, Josh. What do we got for news this week? Well, NFL news. Um, some injuries. Josh Allen, Mitch Trubisky, Dwayne Haskins. Um, Dwayne Haskins wasn't injured. He's just bad. <laughs> that well, that was the news that he got to play, but uh, yeah, also bad. Oh well, yeah. And then Devonte Adams turf toe. Is turf toe a real thing, Josh? Uh, turf toe is someone, absolutely a real thing. As someone who has suffered from turf toe, it allegedly, is, it is a real thing, and it is very painful. Um, but they say he it's not a serious injury, and Saquon is apparently practicing again along with. Tyreek Hill. So there's that for those of you who want some positive NFL news. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. I, do you have anything? No. I mean, yeah, we already announced last week we broke the news that we, uh, you and I broke the news that Melvin Gordon was back. So that happened. Um, yeah. Oh, thanks. Jay Gruden loses another game. He could be gone. I guess we'll have to follow that closely, but it's not news just do yet. Do you think John will hire him? Jo- well, John Gruden hired Jay Gruden. That's a good question. As like a towel boy or something? He might. I mean, I got, I don't know. Did they coach together before? Was Jay part of John's staff when he was either with Oakland the first time or with the Bucks? I have no idea. Could oh. have been. All right. Well, yeah, I have no idea. I'd, I'd like to see John Gruden on the sideline and Jay Gruden on the sideline with him wearing one of those like child backpacks with a leash. And then John just keeps tugging it every so often whenever Jay tries to go and do something coaching related. <laughs> Come here, Jay. Exactly. Come here, Jay. It is sad that John has more wins than Jay this year, but neither of them were thought to be uh you know that great so all right josh we uh we got some week four home results and i went first last week so i really would feel out of line if i went first this week i feel like this is going to be a uh a good summation of the home results for all of us is my soundboard ready is your soundboard ready i don't know did you well 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 uh, i mean yeah it should be so this is what i feel both of us are feeling and since it's the homer results no. <laughs> just just dough just dough because we both lost yep um i mean i said it stop the run win the game up for thursday night against philly they didn't jordan howard ran all over him so did miles sanders well miles sanders not really but jordan howard did um rogers did look good he escaped some plays that i thought were just i thought they were instant sacks and he got out he had some tight windows and he was pretty accurate um everyone's gonna say that he threw that interception in the end zone 
that was pass interference and the wider seat it bounced off the wide receiver's arm so it wasn't an inaccurate interception it was just a deflection um the refs were very flag happy for both teams um can't really blame the refs for the loss but we can say that it, uh, we definitely can't say that it wasn't a factor because third down pi that everybody was saying even the announcers were when troy aikman agrees with us that's a pi something's wrong Troy Aikman never takes the Packers side. Um, and then that, that final play of the game, um, replay after replay showed the pass interference. They just let it stand. So I don't know. Um, but I'm not going to say that that cost us a game because we threw the ball on the one yard line three times in a row, four times in a row. Um, and that was not smart. Try and run it in at least give it to that Vital guy. He's big. You guys see what you guys are missing now, Josh. You're not gonna like this, but you guys are missing the freezer on those goal line looks. You need uh, BJ Raji. He retired to punt. I get him out of retirement, Josh. Clearly, whatever you guys are doing now isn't uh, have him isn't run the out right of the formula. tunnel on those plays, wearing a too small set of shoulder pads and a helmet. I got it, Coach. <laughs> Just like that. Uh, all right. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on the game? No. I mean. 27 34 final score obviously i wanted the packers to win obviously i thought they they should have won um but at this but someone put it into perspective um a tweet that i'd seen saying that if we were three and one going into week four or week five after playing um chicago and minnesota um you know we'd be happy and i was like yeah because i had us projected at two and two at this point losing to philadelphia even nice well, so now I've so uh, Josh, as you know, I've had a little bit more time on my hands the last couple of days. So I've been saying it for weeks that I'm gonna get the cram it up your cram hole LeFleur soundbite. Turns out, on the three websites I diligently searched, that soundbite was nowhere to be found. Um, so I, I, I cannot play cram it up your cram hole LeFleur, which is very disappointing. I do have a different LeFleur related sound bit. I didn't really get the chance to use it, although you did kind of mention at the end that throwing the ball three, four times on the goal line was not the right call. So I'm just going to play this and it's going to kind of fit. It's definitely not the same um, vibe I'm going for, but I'm just going to play this for you. Oh, or maybe I'm not going to play it for you. Uh, why? Why do my things never work? Oh, I think way? I found the one you're looking for. Yeah, okay, well, Vikings are terrible. No, that wasn't it. Uh, apparently, I guess it's just not on here now. That's that's very disappointing. Well, folks, as you can see, one of us prepared for the evening. Um, yeah. I just want to know where it is. Okay, well, I guess that's a problem I'll have to solve another day. But that is very disappointing. I had a, I had a sound clip already, and uh, I just don't get to use it. Anyways. Um... How about that Vikings game? <laughs> the first note I left under that Vikings game was OOF in all caps. And that's that's exactly... I don't I think, think you put enough OOF on it. <laughs> Not enough oomph on my OOF. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a rough one to watch. In the first half, we only had two possessions and... I think they both ended in turnover. One of them certainly did. If not, the second one might have just been a three and out. But... Um, it was just not a good look. It was not a good looking team overall. I, you know, I've been saying it for, you know, since the, since the season started, we can't be a one trick pony. Um, from my armchair coaching, I'm a diligent armchair coach, plenty of flag football experience. So I know what I'm talking about, but I did not see a lot of variety in the play calling. At least it felt like that until the very end of the game. Um, I already mentioned we did not have many possessions in the first half, so that was rough for us. The time of possession was also in favor of the Bears, which traditionally the Vikings want the time of possession in their favor, so we had the ball less overall. 
Um, Kirk was still Kirk. He was um, not anything other than that on Sunday. Uh, I saw. I made the mistake of going into the Viking subreddit, which was an, <laughs> an, an, an atrocious decision. Everyone talking about how you know terrible Kirk is and how you know we should have kept Keenan the whole time, which I still think is ridiculous. But I think Kirk was the best decision we could have made at the time. Um, of course, you know it's not working out at the moment. Is Kirk completely to blame? I don't think so, but he's certainly an easy person to blame. Um, but you know, kind of with that in mind, saying you know Kirk, not not a lot of people are fans of Kirk at the moment, and we should have done something different at quarterback. Josh, I want to play a little game with you. Okay, you ready for this? So I'm just going to list out a bunch of quarterbacks, and you're going to tell me if the Vikings. So here, let me help, let's define the scope first. Do you want to talk about Kirk Cousins' time in Minnesota just this year, or do you want to talk about Kirk Cousins since he got here at the beginning of last year? I don't care. Well, just pick one. This year. Okay. So we're going to play the game of, I'm just going to list out all the quarterbacks, and you'll tell me if we had this quarterback instead, if we would have won more games, okay? So we're currently 2-2. Two and two, So you just tell me if we would have, if we'd be 3-1 and one or 4-0 oh with this quarterback instead of Kirk Cousins. All right. Um, why is this, why is this sorted weirdly? Hold on. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Alex Smith. No. Andy Dalton. No. Baker Mayfield. No. Cam Newton. No. Carson Wentz. No. Case Keenum. No. Chase Daniel. Yes. Dak Prescott. Yes. Daniel Jones. Absolutely. Derek Carr. No. Deshaun Watson. No. Drew Brees. Yes. Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Just put LOL. Eli Manning. Um, who? No. El- Gardner Minshew. Absolutely. 100%. Jacoby Brissett. Who? No. No. Jameis Winston. Nope. Jared Goff. Nope. Jimmy Garoppolo. No. Del- Joe Flacco. Yes. Josh Allen. Nope. Josh Rosen. No. Uh, I listed out Kirk Cousins, so that doesn't make any sense. Um, Kyle Allen. No. Kyler Murray. No. Lamar Jackson. Yes. Luke Falk. No. Marcus Mariota. Nope. Uh, Mason Rudolph. Nope. Matt Barkley. Nope. Matt Ryan. Yes. Uh, Matthew Stafford. Yes. Mitchell Trubisky. No. Nick Foles. Nope. Patrick Mahomes? Yes. Uh, Philip Rivers? Yes. Russell Wilson? Yes. Ryan Fitzpatrick? No. Ryan Tannehill? No. Sam Darnold? Yes. Sean Mannion? No. This is a quick game with Josh. Teddy Bridgewater? Yes. Tom Brady? Yes. Trevor Simeon. No. Nope. All right. That's that's the end of the list. Okay. So after my little experiment, we have 16 yeses and 28 no's. Going to be honest. I was just going, flipping a coin in my head quite often during that game. 
during, oh, during the game you just played? Sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's you didn't you weren't prepared. There's no like scientific approach. You didn't get to prepare your answers. It was just a off the gut how you feel. Um, so what is that? That's I listed over forty quarterbacks and over what was that? Two thirds of them you said no to. One third you said yes. So. I mean, <laughs> Kirk Cousins is right in the middle. He's average, and I'm going to guess all the people you said yes to, we didn't have a chance at, except for maybe someone who's a rookie um, like Daniel Jones. But just, just a little experiment I wanted to conduct. You heard it here first, folks. Kirk Cousins is not the worst quarterback in the world forever and ever. Amen. Uh, that's pretty much all I had to say for the Homer results, Josh. Do you have any thoughts on the any other thoughts on the Chicago Vikings game? Um, just that I was uh, at Nikita's house, and we were driving home during the beginning of the game, and holy cow pa and ron johnson on the calls they were they were basically packing up and saying it's time to go home we won this the second trubisky got went out and i Wait, know was it not sorry this doesn't matter but it was not peter bursich it was ron johnson who the hell's ron johnson maybe it was pete bursich okay um sorry. i i just uh but yeah so he uh he was basically like we've got many opportunities here to take take this and shove it down their throats for the division lead and yada 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 and and just going on and on and then every single time they open their mouth a bad play would happen a fumble <laughs> um a touchdown and and i could see i could feel the life just being drained from pa and it made me stronger <laughs> you love to hate pa you really do i do i um, i love to hate the fact that he is absolutely one hundred thousand percent against admitting the vikings will never finish 14 and 2 then they will never do anything um as long as he's around because he's the problem i don't know that he's the problem i mean his job is like it or not his job is essentially to be the vikings hype i know but um at the same time at the same time um everybody's always so high in the vikings and so like yeah they're gonna do great things they're gonna do this um they're gonna do that we have so much talent um on this team and and granted you guys do have talent but at what point are people going to stop saying the vikings are super bowl contenders and and they're not as good as people think they are is it going to take another bad loss because i mean it's and, and the packers do it but last year at least the subreddit for the packers was reasonable saying i mean we're not gonna make the playoffs at this point and i'm sure the vikings could finish two and 14 and they'll they'll still find reasons to make the playoffs yeah i mean i guess what is your um like in minnesota or like just nationally because i mean if you were to listen even mike zimmer he's a pretty self-aware guy today on his in his press conference he was like yeah after that last game pretty much everyone hopped off the bandwagon so he knows i mean there's a lot of scrutiny i'm talking about the uh the minnesota vikings subreddit Oh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they were ever. On, I don't. I don't know if any of those people were ever fans of the Vikings. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I can't say. I mean, maybe they sub just for shits and gigs. I don't no, know. Maybe I'm, it's a bunch of Russian bots. I'm just kidding. That was for, that was more so for Zalters listening. Who? Zalters. Walmers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Okay. Um, yeah, Balters is quite the character. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we did. We it seemed to me like we were running up the ball, trying to run the ball through the middle too much. The quick pass game, which would have been kind of the Achilles' heel of the Chicago's defense, we never really did until the very end when it was too late. So I don't know. I'm gonna move on. Padding stats through that contract season. I, <laughs> I don't. I mean, would the. Like, I understand that's the criticism, but does that make sense? Does Kirk Cousins go out there and be like, all right, fuck you, coordinator. I get to play the calls now. I'm padding my stats. No, he, he gets just, to. He gets to pad the stats at the end and get that garbage time yardage and everything because at the end defenses are playing a little bit off the line because they're not trying to force anything not trying to get hurt that sort of thing um and so that's where all those stats are coming from for the most part um 
how do you feel about, and I know we're spending a lot of time on the home results, but it was a division game and obviously causing a lot of controversy in the state we live in. But how do you feel about everybody um, panicking that Diggs is going to request a trade because of how he's acting? Uh, I think I think people are maybe reading into it a little bit too much. Um, I think that's just kind of the media machine likes to spin things and likes to speculate. That's kind of their whole job. Um, it certainly is possible. I mean, he's an emotional player. Adam Thielen's an emotional player, self-proclaimed. So, I mean, if he feels like he's not getting a fair shake or if he feels like the organization is just, you know, moving in the wrong direction, I mean, he has every right as a player to try and leave. Obviously, that's unfortunate, and, you know, it could help, but we could start losing the locker room, and then Zimmer, you know, gets a lack of confidence, and, you know, that that could be the one, that could be, like, the first rock that eventually turns into, like, a huge avalanche, um, so to speak, or, like, a giant snowball, but we'll see. I mean, I I'm not reading into it too much currently. I know he, the big thing today was that he was not at practice and for a, a not football or not injury related reason is officially what it said on the report. So I don't know. It could, I, I mean, that doesn't say much. It could have been anything. It could have been personal. It could have been, I don't, it could have it been crack. Um, look, do you believe this shit? Of course. Do you believe this shit? Well, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to answer that out of respect for our podcast listeners. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, Josh, do you have, do you have any thoughts on the, on the dig situation since you brought nope. it up? No, I was just curious what your thoughts on it were, but we should move on to the week four watchable moments and kind of rush through this because I feel like we're already at 65 minutes somewhere. We're actually, well, I mean, no, we, we sped it through some of the earlier segments, so we're only at 25 minutes currently. That's pretty, that's pretty on par. Uh, KC Detroit. Very exciting. Lots of turnovers. Lots of turnovers, but yeah, it was, it was a very exciting game. And, you know, I was look, I was coming into the week hoping to watch it, and uh, the game did not disappoint. I was really hoping Detroit was going to pull it off at the end. Fortunately, they did not, but it was close. It was. I did watch the end of that game. This next bullet. Start that timer, Gar. All right. The and... mustache quarterback aficionado, Gardner Minshew, leads Jacksonville to a destructive victory over the Denver Broncos. I don't know if you saw Gar, but on that final drive, they tore both his ACLs, ripped his shins off, and killed his dog. Well, what I heard, and I did not watch in the game, Josh, what I heard is that he had a pretty rough first three quarters, but he then did. he came in in the clutch. He had, he had a pretty rough first three quarters, um, but then, yeah, he definitely came up clutch, and there was a play where he got rolled up on, and, his, and you could tell he was hurt, um, but he, he went out there, threw a nice out um, to, oh boy, who was it? Um, I think it was Chark, or Chark or Westbrook, got up the sideline, got into field goal range, and then that set up the win right there. Um, they did run the ball some. I mean, that, I mean Gardner Minshew. I think he's the real deal. Nobody wants to buy into it yet, but when you have a mustache Who's like not that, buying into it? I just, I mean, I've seen some things. He's still like, I have him on the fantasy team. We have a five person bench and he's sitting on my bench right now for when he's starting to get projected 30, 40, 50 points. But, uh, he is, um, he's still only projected like 13 points every week. It's just like, eh, well, all right. I think, I think that that has something to say about Gardner. I think it also has something to say just about the quarterbacks this year have not been true as fantasy relevant but i see what you're saying i guess if you want to put that chip on his shoulder on you know your behalf then go for it but um yeah i I mean cleveland stomped baltimore uh aka rex ryan stomped baltimore really lit a fire under that team's ass baker mayfield specifically even though nick chubb won that game not baker mayfield but thank you nick chubb (laughs) yeah that was that was a fun game to watch i don't think a lot of people saw that coming uh nice highlight reel tampa bay yeah my god that's tampa bay's music um yeah i i did not get to watch that game either but just seeing the score 
Holy shit. Do you know what happened, Josh? Do you know any more about that game than I do, which is nothing? Um, That one guy, Goff, struggled. Yeah? Horde. I mean, um, I- other than that, you know... Godwin played godly. Um, that's that's really all I saw from that stat line. I mean, I saw the score go up and up and up and up and up, um, but that was about it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the last bullet I had there is Teddy Two Gloves hold on holds on yet again. Um, I mean, they won. They Teddy did not score a touchdown. In fact, the whole team did not score a touchdown. They won the game with four field goals, but they were able to beat the red hot Dallas Cowboys. So guess the saints aren't that screwed after all with mr teddy two gloves behind the nope and that's why he's the highest paid backup in the league amen brother all right josh let's uh let's preview week five and again i think i'm gonna have you go first just to avoid my own depression um but you know i'm gonna rant a little bit like i did last week so i'll let you go first green bay at dallas cowboys um green bay is three and one dallas is three and oh after coming off the bye um so apparently you know schedule makers want to cheat green bay give them Give them a Thursday night game followed by a bunch of bad weather and then make them go down to Dallas where they're sitting there resting pretty. Um, Stop the run. I mean, they're the top three pass defense. Somehow. Somehow. That, I mean, two years ago, they were 33rd in pass defense. Um, Alabama had a higher pass defense. (laughs) Um, They were the, but they're the 26th ranked rush defense. I think they're allowing something like 150 rush yards a game. Just something ridiculous. Um, Rodgers typically does well in Dallas, though. Um, that's kind of the joke is that uh, he owns the Cowboys stadium. Um, and then, but at the same time, Devonta Adams is unlikely to play. So they're probably going to be um, struggling with the wide receivers they have. Hopefully, Geronimo and MVS can put, put up some solid numbers for him. Um, but the run game needs to be strong, and the Dallas defense isn't a joke either. So, yeah. Yeah, um, I also left some notes. I just said that this game um, looks like it's going to be in- pretty interesting to me with the, it being in Dallas. I think it makes it interesting. Um, you know, the Devonta Adams part also makes it interesting. I think this is a good test for both teams, just kind of see where, the, where they're really at. I don't know that either team has played a super formidable opponent just yet. Yeah, I'd um, seen Other than I'm... their two losses, of course. They're two, two combined losses. two combined losses. Like they each have one loss. Excuse oh, me. Oh, I suppose I forgot. I didn't. I said they're coming off a bye, but I forgot to put in the New Orleans game. So yeah, they're both three and one. My bad. <laughs> coming off stat a bye. correction. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, fact check. Um, yeah. No, and, and I read somewhere that the the DVOA, which I think it stands for the defensive value of adjustment, or I don't even know. Um, someone's going to correct me on that. Um, of their three wins, were like the 26th, 28th, and 29th ranked. Um, and then when they played the saints and they, you know, their offense got slowed down quite a bit. Um, they were like the 24th or like, yeah, they were only two higher than the, the bottom or the top one that they had played before. Um, and then green Bay's DVOA is third. So apparently green Bay has a good DVOA. I have no idea what it means. So I'm just spitting out what I'd read. I'm going to throw this out here. I will Venmo $2 to whoever can, um, s- send us in either on Facebook or via email what do you dvoa means and i'll send that person two dollars assuming they're correct all right so um before we put the podcast out i'm gonna look at dvoa online <laughs> i will not send it to you josh okay. you cannot enter um, the contest but yeah so that's that's just what i was curious is is if that has any meaning or not or if it's just another thing that people like to say yeah um so i found so before we move on to the vikings i did the sound clip was there just under the wrong button so this is what i wanted to play in place of the cram it up your cram hole lafleur bit 
<laughs> 23 years of broadcasting. I thought I'd seen it all, folks, but it looks like Peter LaFleur has actually blindfolded himself. Yeah, he will not be able to see very well, Cotton. So I know <laughs> we'll have to wait until LaFleur maybe makes some coaching gaffes for that uh, sound clip to be relevant, but that's the best I could get. So I don't know. How, how do you feel about that sounder, Josh? Is it I feel like it was unnecessary at this time, and it's slowing our podcast down. Quit insulting my head coach. Maybe Mike Zimmer needs an eye. He's blindfolded, and he doesn't even have one on. Yeah, I'm making fun of a guy who had eye surgery. Whoa, Josh. They're people, too. Me, too. <laughs> uh, all right, so Minnesota at New York. Both teams are uh, Giants, that is. They're, both teams are 2-2. Two and two. So last week, I said this exact same thing, so I just left it in the notes, and I bolded it, and I underlined it. The Vikings need to do more than win cushy home games. We need to steal some road wins. Right now, I have us at eight wins, not enough for the division or for the playoffs. So that's I have to say the exact same thing again this week. And I think for me, for me personally as a fan, you know, this is not the case for the team because two and two is not a death sentence. Um, no one in the NFC is four and zero, as Mike Zimmer put it on in his press conference. So the only one, the only one defeated team is three and zero. So we're only one game behind anybody, but. This game is make or break for me as a, as a Vikings fan this season. If they cannot go into um, New York and beat the Giants on the road, I'm, I'm calling it curtains for the Vikings this season. Um, and I will just care less. I mean, I'll be having a more laissez-faire approach. This game, we should win, plain and simple. Um, and even if we win this game, I still have us at 8-8, which is very depressing. But hopefully it can at least build some momentum, potentially. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, the other note I have is this is certainly a game we can lose, which I guess is kind of leads to my personal sense of urgency. Um, we need to start hotter. This team is meant to start hot. That's kind of how they play. That's the, that's the whole system they built is we start hot and then we play good defense and we run the ball. And then our two losses, we did not do that. Um, I don't know much about the Giants, but if Chase Daniel can look like God, woof, we're going to, we're going to have a rough go of it. So I don't know. I don't have any other thoughts than that other than this is a game we should and must win. Yeah. I mean, rookie quarterback, no Saquon, questionable defense. This should be a game that you guys, I mean, you guys should win by like 20. And and honestly, if it, even if you win, but it comes down to like a, a three-point game or something, that's a loss. That is not a, that is not a, um, a good win, especially if it's a come from behind win against a um, an Eli Manning clone and um, Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman Jr. Josh, please. Oh, I'm sorry. Show some respect for the gall. Uh, how dare how dare you have the gall? Even funnier joke. All right, any you have any other thoughts on the Vikings game coming up, Josh? Uh no, not really. All right, Josh, let's talk about some other Week Five tingles and jingles. What are you excited for uh, around the rest of the league this week, Josh? Jacksonville, Carolina, Gardner Minshew. That should be a good one. Um, honestly, I'm I'm excited just for football. So I'm still. I mean, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Last year was another slugfest. Um, pretty Insane. sure. I'm I'm pretty sure both teams just had one guy on defense trying to stop everybody because <laughs> that that <laughs> game got stop. That guy got that that score got way up there too. Um, the Rams at Seattle. I see you have on there. That's going to be a good game as well. Um, but no, I'm just I'm just excited for football on on Sunday. And it's one more day closer to going back to work. Yeah. 
I think that's everyone's everyone's favorite part of the week. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have anything else to add. So moving on to locks and upsets, Josh. We are we're gonna play a little background music. This is the closest we're ever gonna get on a copyright claim. But you know, since we stole this from Fox, we might as well honor them with their music. Um, I'm gonna play it like quieter so we can actually hear what we're saying. Um, Josh, uh, do do you care to mention who is still perfect on the locks and upsets leaderboard? Um. You know, I think we're all children in God's eyes, and it doesn't necessarily matter who's winning or losing. We're all children in God's eyes? What are you going for there? I don't know. I don't care who's winning or losing. I'm just here to have fun. I'm just kidding. Jalen's winning. <laughs> he has 12. There's like a 12-way tie at 9, and then eights, a couple 8s, a 7, a 6, and Aaron, you suck at 5. Yeah, Aaron is having a very rough go of it. Is he picking the Vikings every week? Uh, yeah, I mean, he can't pick the Vikings every week. I can say that his two upsets have been the Vikings uh, at Green Bay and at Chicago, and obviously neither of those came true. So, little- Hey, Aaron, you should pick the Vikings again. <laughs> he can't this week, Josh. He'd have to wait uh, another week. So you're going to win, and the next week you're going to lose. <laughs> I guess Got so. it. I guess that's the strategy he's going with. But, yeah, it's, I, think, I personally think it's pretty incredible that Jalen's still perfect, and then T and Kyle, uh, Brian, you and me are all nipping on his heels and some other guy that we won't talk about, Fartles or whatever his name is, Falters. Um, he doesn't even watch football. That's true. I do. I, I did get his locks and upsets for this week, but that doesn't uh, matter. It's just this second. So, Josh, who do you got this week for locks and upsets? I have Minnesota over New York as my lock. I feel now, like they're going to correct the ship. And- uh, I, yeah, I was say, I want you to discuss that a little bit further because I was personally shocked when I saw that that was your lock for the week after a shaky team we've been. Yeah, no, that's my lock. Mostly because if they win, I'm happy because I got the points. And if they lose, I'm really happy because it's Minnesota losing to the Giants. My upset is Cleveland over San Fran. I don't think San Fran is as good as a 3-0 record. Um, Cleveland's coming off of a hot game. I think uh, I think that um, they're going to go into San Fran and show, show them Niners um, who's boss. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, but it certainly would be an upset if it did. I still like the Niners this year. They are undefeated. Um, all right, so we have, for me, I've got Philly over the Jets as my lock. I, I hadn't picked a softball lock just yet, but I needed to now just to try and keep myself in the game. So I'm going Philly over Luke Falk and the Jets. Um, and then for my upset, I've got Buffalo over Tennessee. Currently, um, Tennessee is favored by one point, but that's for me, that's assuming Josh Allen plays. If Josh Allen does not play, I'm going to change my upset um, on Sunday morning. So I guess that's a game time decision on what my upset's going to really be. I might switch it to... Uh, I forget. I forget what one of the other games was. I think it was Jacksonville. Whoever Jacksonville's playing, I was going to have them beat whoever it was. I don't know. But that's what I got. Um, Eric's has Philly over the Jets as well as his lock. And then he has Cleveland over San Fran as his upset. Wow, Eric's, you're incredibly original. Um, so this other person, we can't mention their name, but they just submitted their locks and upsets live. They've got their lock being Minnesota over the Giants, and then they have their upset being Atlanta over Houston, which I think is interesting. Um, you know, Houston has really thrown me for a curve this year. I, you know, They should be a more dominant team than they have been. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Jalen, who almost always has his picks in on Tuesday, does not have his picks in yet. Mr. Perfect, I guess, is maybe starting to overthink it and uh, 
hasn't sent them in yet. So Josh, I see you just added some. Do you want to? Yeah, my wife, my lovely wife texted me the other day and I forgot to add it to the spreadsheet. Josh. I was just too busy thinking about how much I love her. Um, Wow. Nice save. um, She has Kansas City for her lock. I don't know who they play this week off the top of my head and I'm too lazy to look it up, but Kansas City versus all is who I put. Um, And then her upset was Buffalo over Tennessee. Um, And so when I looked this afternoon, it was actually three and a half point spread. So I don't know if you'd look sooner than that or not no i mean right now i can see it in a screenshot that was just sent to me it's tennessee's favored by one but okay but yeah i mean it could have been different then who knows and then so that's all we got for week five locks and upsets josh intro our next segment please are you playing background music i'm not no that's that's inside your house j minis oh so hang on next segment um Josh, if I'm asking um, you to enter what you should know. <laughs> Week five. Fantasy fun time. Brought to you by Strawberry Arnold Palmer. Ding. That was, Josh, that was beautiful. You uh, you almost brought me to tears there. Of course, the fantasy fun time always starts with our grain of salt and... Uh, I am continuing to follow my last year's performance, which is really depressing me week after week as I look at it. But I went four and four last week. Um, I'm no better than three and one in some of my leagues. I'm three and one, I guess, two leagues, but those are not the expensive ones. So, woof. I'm having a tough go of it, Josh. I am 17 and 15 on the year with a 53% winning percentage, and uh, I could be better. What, what's your grain of salt? Um, I, I somewhat righted the ship this week. I went four and one. Um, I lost in the Victoria's Secret League. And it looks like I'm going to lose again this week because Devonte Adams and Tyree Kill were my first and second round draft picks, and they're not playing. Um, and so last week I played um, the week high. I just got stomped. So that's bad. Um, but I'm three and one in um, the family league with Nikita, and and so the team we co-own, um, probably due to her picks. Actually, all due to her picks because she said to pick Dak. Um, and then I I am two and. Um, two and two in both the dynasty leagues and four and oh in the redraft league and that's 13 and seven overall for a 65 percent win percentage nice not not bad for a white guy as someone i you know respect used to say um actually he probably still says it but all right josh so now we have the uh top performers of the week do you care to uh yeah you know, impress me quarterbacks winston but 29.3 aaron Rodgers, 25.5 and Lamar Jackson, 24.5. Um, running backs, um, last week it was wide receivers. This week it's running backs. RB, running back, Chubb, 39.3. <laughs> uh, Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, 33.9. No. And Jordan Howard, 32.5. Wide receivers, Chris Godwin, like I said earlier, godly, 41.2. Robert Woods, 29.4. And Devonta Adams, 28, despite getting injured midway through the fourth. Tight ends, Hooper, 22, Disley, 18.7, and Jimmy Graham, the one-hand dropper, 18.1. You have an absolutely breathtaking hiney. This is the year of the tight end, Gar. There's a lot of decent tight ends out there. Those are some nice tight ends out there. Those are are fantastic. You know, it's it's a good thing we have a position specific to the tight end. Because if it wasn't there, none of these guys would be getting this recognition. 
I mean, none they, of them. Maybe they should just outperform the wide receivers. All right, studs and duds. How'd you do? Well, Josh, I don't mean to brag, but I happen to be the only person last week who got a stud or a dud accurate. And I only got one of my two accurate, but I had Deontay Johnson as my stud. He got a tutter, so he's projected 9.8. He smashed that with a 17.7. And then Devonta Freeman I had as my dud, projected 13.6. He actually got 18, so that's a negative four there. Overall, I was positive 3.5 points on El Wico. I had Josh Gordon as my stud. Um, that game was kind of a struggle bus for everybody on the Patriots offense, it looked like. Um, he was projected 12.8. He got 7.6 for negative 5.2. Delvin Cook was my dud, and all the way until the fourth quarter, he was a dud. Um, but he was projected 18, and then he got 19. Um, I'm pretty sure 17 of the 19 were in the fourth quarter. Um, and so that's a negative one, bringing me to a negative 6.2 net that week. Oh man, I uh, I clicked off the page for just a second. Excuse me. Eric's has or had Keenan Allen as a stud. Uh, he was projected twenty point three, which is a pretty high projection for a stud. Very bold move there. Um, only got nine point eight, so that's negative ten. But then Todd Gurley, as uh, as he called it, Todd Gurley was going to go off. He was projected fifteen point six. Todd Gurley ended up getting twenty six. So. I guess Eric's was right and wrong at the same time. Overall, Eric's was negative 21 on the week, which is brutal. My lovely wife also had Keenan Allen um, for negative 10.5. Keenan Allen, please. Yep. Um, and then her dud was Stefan Diggs, um, very similar to Delvin Cook. Didn't really do much till the fourth quarter late in the game. Um, he finished with 15.8 and was projected 10.9 for negative 4.9. Her net was negative 15.4. Lastly, we have that one dude we can't talk about due Warmers. to contractual reasons. Uh, he had DeAndre Hopkins as a stud, projected 17.7. Again, pretty high for a stud projection. Um, only got 7.1, so that's negative 10 there. Had Alshon as the dud, outscored his projection by 1.3. So overall, that dude was negative 12 on the week. Yikes. You uh, so I don't know if your your other bullet point there comes into effect now or later, but I mean, do you want to talk about the leaderboard or do you want to talk about your let's overreact note? I don't uh, know. Let's do the the stud dud leaderboard now. Oh yeah, all right, go for it. Um, so garlic in the lead, Nikita in second with negative four point five. Garlic's in the lead with thirty three point seven. He's the only positive. Um, there I said it. Uh, Nikita in second with negative four point five. I'm in third with negative eight point four. Um, Zalmers is in uh, fourth with negative thirteen point eight, and Eric's gives up at negative forty five point eight. Yeah, it's uh, Eric's is having a very tough go of it. And I had to text him today to get his studs and duds out of him. I thought that guy had maybe text you know him. they have phones out there. Well, I have Facebook messaging him if okay. we're being very specific. Um, although I think he does have a phone, but anyways, yeah, that man he's uh, he's been struggle busting, and so I think he has, he's less incentivized to get his picks in every week. Yeah. So uh, now, now you mentioned something new, and, and that's something that I want to do. We're at the quarter quarter of the season point right now, um, week four. So a lot of teams. Week are, four of seventeen. Everyone knows it's a perfect quarter. Perfect quarter. Um, but as far as a fantasy season goes, including the playoffs, it's a quarter of the way through. That's true. So now we're going to do something where I'm shaking things up without stirring up emotions. Whoa! Yeah, and I want us to overreact. So I'm going to give you. Um, I'm going to go by position. I'm going to give you their total fantasy points, kind of their average, um, their projected finish, and then I want you to guess the player. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to give you their ranking as well. Will they at least get their position? Or yep. just, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So so I've got – this might take a while. 
Sure. I'm, I mean, so, Josh, I'm down. I got nothing but time. Yep. No, and our listeners, they've got nothing but respect. I think they would enjoy this entertainment, though. I think anyone who sat there and listened to my quarterback game earlier, I think they enjoy kind of the point of it at the end. So yeah. take your time. So the eighth-ranked quarterback... Eighth, okay. ...has 933 yards, seven touchdowns, and zero interceptions. He has 76.5 total fantasy points for an average of 19.1 through four weeks. His projected finish is 305.6 points with a comparison to Drew Brees' finish last year of QB8. So I think this one was potentially spoiled for me yesterday, Um, but I'm going to guess Gardner Minshew. No. Okay. Um, I'm, gonna I'm not take... going to tell you to the end. Oh, okay. okay. So, um, next, quarterback ranked six, 16. He has 1,069 yards, six touchdowns, and interception for total fantasy points of 66.1. His average through four is 16.5. His projected finish is 264 points, for, which is good enough for quarterback 15 in last season, um, who is equal to Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Jared Goff. No, I'm doing great so far. It's, I mean, it's tough. It's not going right. to be something. I'm, I'm, I'm not throwing a dart at the one of the, the 32 the, board. The follow up, the 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 conclusion of this is where we're going to have the fun. Okay. Um, ranked the next one, ranked four. Um, he has 1143 yards, nine touchdowns, three interceptions. This is still quarterbacks, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Three so I have three quarterbacks, two running backs, three wide receivers, three tight ends. Okay. Um, so um, he has 91.2 total fantasy points. 22.8 average get off of espn.com um his current projected finish is 364.8 which is compares compared to last season matt ryan of qb2 and this was qb4 you said this is qb4 at this time i gotta i gotta go dak on that one ding 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 yes now yes! The, the reason i did this game is because obviously let's overreact the first player was marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota's QB eight. Marcus Mariota's QB eight at this time. He, no, he is ranked ahead of a lot of quarterbacks. The sixteenth rank that I put on there, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, did I not say Aaron Rodgers? Nope, you said. Oh, I said uh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Damn. And then Dak Prescott was obviously correct. The reason I included, the reason I did it this way is, Mar- Marcus Mariota, the eighth ranked quarterback, is a free agent at this point in time in our redraft league. Whereas, and he's going to stay a free agent if I have anything to say about whereas it. Whereas Aaron Rodgers was drafted 58th overall in his 16th, and Dak Prescott drafted 154th in his 4th. So It's been a weird quarterback a year, Weird man. quarterback year. Next, we're going to do running backs. We have two. Running back... Two, count them, two. Ranked 25. He has 157 rush yards for zero touchdowns, 17 receptions, and 133 yards for zero touchdowns. He has 44 total points, um, which is an average of 11, if you can't do math. His projected finish is 176 um, total points, for which would be good right between RB21 and 22 last season. for Matt, And that's Mack and Yeldon. Who was, uh, who, who was it? Or what was the rank again? 25. Joe Mixon. Incorrect. Next, ranked six. He has 328 yards and five touchdowns, seven receptions for 62 yards and no touchdowns. He has 76 total points, 19 average through four. He's projected to finish RB5-6 in between there, which was comparative to last year of Zeke Elliott and Connor. He has um, 304 um, projected points. I'm totally stalling, not so I can think, just so the fans at home can think. Um, 
RB6. Uh, I don't know. Is it still Saquon, even though he's injured? Negative. Damn. It is Mark Ingram. No! Oh, Mark Ingram has been lighting it up this year. I didn't know he was quite as good at six. But... Mark Ingram is ranked sixth, and Devonta Freeman is ranked 25th. Oh, Devonta Freeman was the first one. Yeah. Yikes. Um, Devonta Freeman was drafted 25th overall in our redraft league. So it's pretty early. That pretty would be early. The beginning of round three. Mark Ingram was drafted 55th. And there is 19 spots between them at this I, time. I do feel confident that due to the law of averages, Mark Ingram will come down. Maybe I'm wrong because that offensive has been red hot, but I don't think Mark Ingram will yeah, finish and, there. And that's that's kind of part of this game is right. um, the overreaction part. Do you think that these guys, I mean, quarterbacks, you've already said it's a weird year. It's kind of, I'm not even going to make you predict that. But as far as RBs, do you think Devonta Freeman is going to outscore his 176 projected finish? He's only projected 106 fantasy points on the year? 176. Oh, um, 176. If you were to continue at the pace he's on right now through I four. Mean, was that RB25? I, I definitely think he could finish at RB25. All unless right. he gets some more scores in there. Um, and then Mark Ingram, do you think he's... You already said he's not. He's going to... I personally don't think so. But again, if that offense continues... Obviously, that offense continues the way it is. Mark Ingram has been getting the ball a lot more than I thought he would. So. All right. Next, um, this is going to be... Like I said, folks, it's going to take some time. Josh, um, we got nothing but time. So... This is wide receivers. He's ranked 37. He has okay. 24 receptions, 246 yards, and zero touchdowns for 50.6 fantasy points. What's through, that rank again? Uh, 37. Okay. 12.7 is his average through four, and he's projected to finish with 203.2 points, which was last year um, equivalent to Kelvin Ridley. And that final was that was um, wide receiver 22. Okay, and you said zero touchdowns, right? Yep. That's that's the thing that should stand out to me, but it's not off the top of my head. Um, I'll go Brandon Cooks. I don't know if he has any touchdowns this year. It is not Brandon Cooks. Damn it. No! Next is... Oh, I almost said the name. <laughs> next, next is rank 39, 13 receptions, 179 yards, and two touchdowns for 49 fantasy points. So very close to this individual. Um, through four, that's an average of 12.3. Um, projected finish is 196.8 points, which was, I think, spot on with Adam Humphreys of wide receiver 24 last year. Uh, I'm, for some reason in my head, this is popping out as Calvin Ridley, so I'm guessing Calvin Ridley. Incorrect. Damn it. Next no. wide receiver three. He has 26 receptions, 386 yards, and four touchdowns, which is 88.6 fantasy points. That's an average of 22.2 through four. His projected finish is 355.2 points, which is well over what Tyree Kill scored last year as wide receiver one. This is wide receiver three. Oh, oh, don't do this to me, Josh. Um, I know he had a really bad week in there. Oh, no, that's not going to be right. Uh, this is tough. I'm going to go Amari Cooper incorrect so no! starting from um starting from number three just to get give you an idea of it it's your guy chris godwin oh uh, josh chris godwin was on my mind i purposely changed it Damn. chris godwin drafted 54th overall um he is currently wide receiver three um the two in front of him are keenan allen and cooper cup i'm pissed i didn't get that one um number 37 cole beasley Ooh. He's a free agent right now. Of course he is. He's Cole Beasley. But 
39, the person he is currently ahead of, is Adam Thielen, who was drafted 22nd overall. Ooh, I should have known you were going to sprinkle a Viking in there. You dog. Damn I it. mean, I put my Packer in there, so I had to put the Viking Damn in there. Damn it. Um, right, and, right. and honestly, Stefan Diggs is right there, too, at like 38 or something like that, 40. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, moving on to tight ends. I got three tight ends for you. Um, cool. This is the 27th ranked tight end. Okay. 10 receptions, 131 yards for 21.1 points, which is only a measly 5.3 through four or 5.3 points average. He is projected to finish at tight end 23, which is equivalent to Jesse James with a total of 84.8 points. So I'm going to guess this is someone who was kind of, if he fell this far, it's probably someone who was drafted high. It's not Kelsey. It's not Ertz. It's not Kittle. Who would the tight end forward been out of the draft? Uh, it's not Evan Ingram. I know that. Um, I'm going to go... Oh, fuck, I don't know, Josh. This is tough. I want Vance McDonald, final answer. Very, very close in the rankings, I believe, if Damn. I remember correctly. No! Um, so good guess. Um, next is going to be ranked 15. Okay. He has 11 receptions. Oh, I gave it away by saying the gender. Damn it. Um, 11 receptions, Josh. 96 yards, and two touchdowns. 32.6 overall points, average of 8.2, and he's projected to finish as tight end 11 with 131.2, and his last year's comp was Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski. All right. Uh, this one, for whatever reason, popping out to me as Jared Cook, so I'm going to say Jared Cook. Incorrect. Damn it. No! This, this is tough. So... Next is ranked three. Okay. He has 23 receptions, 266 yards, three touchdowns for 67.6 points, which is an average of 16.9. He's projected to finish as right in between tight end two and three, who last year that was Ertz and Kittle, respectively, with 270.4 points. You have an absolutely breathtaking Heine. That sounds like a good one, Josh. I think I think it threw me a bone here. I gotta go with my boy Waller. Incorrect. Damn it, Josh. No. So, um, but Waller is actually. Hang on, I'm I'm actually pulling this one up because the tight ends was an interesting one, and I I honestly the reason I had three of a lot of them was because of just the 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 parody and the drafting and everything. Um, the number one tight end right now is Evan Ingram. Yeah. Okay. Um, Waller is five. Damn it. Okay. Um, but Waller and the number three are actually very close as far as overall points. They're only two points separates them. Okay. Who's so number three? Number three right now is Mark Andrews. Mark. Oh, yeah. I, I, I oh thought you were going <laughs> to. Um, Mark Andrews, he is the third ranked tight end, and he was drafted 154th overall. So. Yeah. By you? Yeah. I mean, um, thankfully he's doing well because I have him in all my leagues. Yeah. Um, ranked 27, so the first one I read off, OJ Howard, drafted 56th oh, overall. Yeah. He's, uh, Bruce Arians does not like his tight ends. No, 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 no. Bruce Arians like flabby tight ends. <laughs> um, flabby ends, I should <laughs> Fla say. Flabby ends. Some the next muffin. one, the one kind of right in the middle of the two, in a 14 person league, you'd think could potentially be rostered. O'Shaughnessy. From Jacksonville. He's a free agent and he is ranked 15 right now. So 
though he is much more i mean he has one more catch than howard um less yards and two touchdowns so he is touchdown dependent on that right um but yeah so i just thought it'd be fun to kind of go through see there see like i mean obviously marcus Mariota has eight overall no one would have seen that coming in um aaron Rodgers is 16th overall you know i guarantee no one's going to drop Rodgers for Mariota. um but it's also a um what the um <laughs> But I thought it was just fun and interesting to look at because obviously a lot of these guys are going to come down to earth. A lot of them are going to excel. Um, I pulled up the tight ends because George Kittle. Um, a is, boy. He's currently ranked 13th. I'm guess th- oh, I was going to say 10, 13, okay. Um, but that's because he had a bye week in there. On his, oh, that's, that's on his right. Average, he is ranked 1, 2, 3, 4, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Ha! Exactly what I said. Yep. Um, and so i was gonna put him in there but with the bye week i figured it was unfair just because the points would be lower right so um but yeah so that was a little bit of my game took a little bit long but it was kind of kind of an interesting uh interesting look at the way we drafted um obviously um guys like dak and mark andrews were steals so was chris godwin and then ingram um because you know if they're the sixth ranked running back usually that's first round yeah. I mean, his comparison was Zeke and Connor. Both Zeke and Connor were gone in the first round. Um, Godwin was drafted 54th last year. Hill was wide receiver one, at, and, and he's blown it out of the water. I think it's like 40 more points than Hill was last year. I believe um, it. So um, it's it's interesting. That I thought it was interesting to see. And so we might do another one at the halfway point. Who knows? I was going to say, I think about every four weeks. I think that's good. I, I'm pretty sure I won't have a game next time. So if you if you come up with another game, um, for four weeks from now, I think that'd be great. I enjoy that. Perfect. All right. Um, so I know we're going to, I'm going to propose what we do to fly through this, the remaining studs and duds for week five, but I do have to get to an item I neglected to address earlier. So Jamie, our lovely hate mailer, she did propose a lock and an upset for this week. And I would feel guilty if I did not, um, if I did not announce those. So Jamie Morset, or no, Jesus, Jamie Hammer, rather, um, her lock, her, you know, her lock of the week is New Orleans over Tampa Bay. Um, Stone Cold Lock of the Century. All week. That's a sounder I've never stolen any from anyone. And her upset of the week is San Fran over Cleveland, which is actually not an upset, of course, because a lot of people's upset is Cleveland over San Fran. San Fran is favored, but it's Jamie's first time. I figured I'd throw her bone. That's who she's got for her second pick. So. Maybe her dyslexia got to her. It, it might have. I, uh, you know, she. I know she's a doctor now, so I mean, hopefully that dyslexia isn't, you know, too serious of a condition. Because otherwise, you know, it might be some iffy prescriptions or some iffy charts out there. But you know, it's possible. I'm prescribing um, you five hundred thousand milligrams of Adderall. Josh is like, yes, please. Uh, yes, please. I want a heart attack just by looking <laughs> at it. Uh, all right, so Josh, here's my proposal. I'm gonna fly through all the yes. studs, and you fly through all the oh, duds. Yeah, I thought. I thought I had to take my wedding ring off for that, but well, no, okay. Well, we'll get to that post-pod. We'll do it while the music's playing. You know how we sometimes talk when the music's playing? We'll, we'll discuss Coitus. that then. Got yeah. it. <laughs> Easy with the words. All right, so I'm going to go through all the studs. I have Will Disley this week. Josh, you have Zeke. Eric says Tyler Lockett. Nikita has Julian Edelman. Walters, oh, no. I did it. Um, that person's name has Teddy Bridgewater. Um, we have two celebrity uh, two celebrity shots in the studs and does this week. Jamie Hammer has Julian Edelman, uh, just like your wife Nikita. And then Mr. Hammer has Adam Thielen as his stud this week. I'm going to do – I think last week I did this too. I'm going to do an on-pod change. Oh, God. Because – 
I agree with you. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, this was one of the names that was bouncing around in my head, and I didn't know his projection at the time. Um, but your dud of the week is Le'Veon Bell. Mine is now Le'Veon Bell. Um, I'm changing from Goff. So watch Goff throw negative 10 points worth of points up and Le'Veon Bell score 100. But beside the point. Eric's Terry McLaurin. Nikita, Carson Wentz. Um, and I do have to say, she had one of the most ballsy duds on the planet, in my opinion. And if it ends up being a dud, I am going to remarry this woman because of her call. But she had Zeke as her dud at first against Green Bay's terrible run defense. T-R-B-L. Another sound clip I couldn't find. But she uh, she changed to Carson Wentz when she looked at the matchup. Um, what? Well, gee, Josh, I slipped, and I felt really bad about it. But that, um, that dude runner-up to most uh fantasy championships um <laughs> he has austin eckler uh jim jam jamie bam jim has, jam 93 jim jam 93 has dick prescott and and uh mr morissette has david montgomery <laughs> mr morissette that's nice he did leave a comment saying that david montgomery underperforms every week so very true matt nagy doesn't know how to use a running back that can run that's true. All right, Josh, uh, last part of Fantasy Fun Time is your bold fantasy-related predictions, and I saw you put one in. I did because you gave me a hard time for not doing it last week, <laughs> and I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Marquez Valdez Scantling never heard of her. is going to be a top five wide receiver for week five. And you're saying that with or without Devonta Adams with in the game. With or without Devonta Adams in That's the game. Bold. You know, Josh, I didn't have one, but in the spirit of you just stealing them at the last second, I'm going to say Geronimo Allison is going to be a top five wide receiver this week. You know, I really hope both of them are. specifically without Adams, of course. I really hope they are. I'm, I'm sure you do. But if both of our predictions come true, then I'm going to go gonna ahead. Be a, it's gonna I'm going to go ahead and say the Packers win. We'll see. Um, we will see. Redraft week four results. Wow, Josh, that was that was beautiful. We've got the side bet sunder. What? Side bet sounder, Josh. True oh. that every man has his price, and it's also true that money won is a lot sweeter than money earned. Now he's a philosophizer. We are now philosophizers, Josh. I love the sounder, by the way. You like that? We're gonna play that every week. Awesome. Uh, the side bet winner this week with was T with Goff. 20.7 points. What was and the side, the side bet, bet was closest to 21 without going over. Blackjack. Blackjack. Um, so, yeah, Goff, 20.7. Notable mention, um, Philip Rivers with 20.4. That was my guy. The closest game of the week, and it, and I, I put a bunch of dots in there because the closest game of the week was separated by 12.5 points. and That, that was, was also America's game of the week. That was Jamie beating Nikita by 12.5. Um Overall, Nikita kind of felt like she'd lost going into the Monday night game just because um, a lot of her players underperformed. Um, but so did Jamie's players, so it ended up being close um, because of your stud pick. You're welcome, Nikita. Um, biggest blowout? Yikes. I smothered Derek. I scored 100. <laughs> I beat Derek by 105.6 points. You proud of yourself beating up on an old, decrepit man like that? That is more than I think four people in our 14 person league scored total. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's more than double his score. <laughs> there you go. That's, uh, um, that, was a lot. that was a beat down, certainly. Uh, brief, brief walkthrough of all games, and uh, let's talk about the standings. 
Okay, well, we're oh, going to we do actually, one oh, of actually, those at a oh, time. I thought you just wanted me to read them. <laughs> no. uh, so I beat Bradley 124 to 106. You beat um, off Bradley, okay. Well, that's right. You already mentioned Jamie beating Nikita. You beat Derek by Halat T. Beat Brian uh, 113 to 61. Garrett beat uh, Robin 124 to 109. Uh, Jesse beat Hammer 116 to 101, and Willie took the smacketh down to Nate 135 to 113. Um, and so, Josh, I do have a standings sheet in here if you would like to um, navigate to that. I just put. I'm in- already on it, brah. Well, that makes one of us. Okay, there we go. Um, so. I wanted to just have a little fun sorting this by the different categories, and I'm going to quick apply a filter to it. Well, live pod, live pod filtering here, folks. Uh, math, math. Too is bad fun. you can't do that with your language. <laughs> what is this, Brian? What is this? What is this, Brian? Um, so just quick rundown to the the actual standing. So Jamie and you are both four and zero. Oh. We then have Nikita and uh, Jesse and Garrett at three and one. Ow. Two and two is Willie, me, uh, Br- and Brian. One and three, we have Andrew, Robin, um, what's that next one there? Bradley Brad. and Nate. And uh, T. And T-, T somehow has a win. And then last place is Derek at 0-4. Good God. Uh, um, so we're just going to do top three in points four. So Willie has the most points four at 598. Jamie is a far cry away at 519 in second. And then Josh, you're in third at 509. You're the three people above 500. The next uh, honorable mention there would be Nikita, who's in fourth place at points four. So points against. First, let's see who's been lucky so far. Josh, <laughs> you happen to have the fewest points against at 330. Must be a nice cakewalk. Jamie's in second at uh, 417 points against. Um, Nikita is in third at 421. And then Tyler, he yikes. Uh, dude that's definitely going to be last place is in fourth for points against. So if that dude had any resemblance of a team, he would be dominating uh, you know, currently. Maybe he should have looked and seen that uh, Melvin Gordon was in a holdout and not taking him. I mean, he knew he was in a holdout. I guess he just did. He thought it was going to work out the same way Zeke did and show up by week one. I would assume. I guess. And he also had Eckler, so. Um, anyways, so who was having the worst luck so far uh, in the in the league this year? Derek. He uh, he's in last place at 0 4. The only 0 4. You're team. welcome. He has 568 points against. Josh definitely helped that this week. Willie he is uh, he's at 502 against, which is why he must be 2 and 2 versus 4 and 0, having the most points for. And then Brian is also having a tough go of it. Not only is his team cursed, continually either getting injured or just leaving the league flat out. Um, he has 498 points against. So the last thing worthy of uh, note, we're just going to talk about moves here. Um. What? Why did that? That is not? definitely not in order. That makes sense. No, and I guess it won't filter the right way, so that's weird. But anyways, uh, Brian has the most moves at thirteen this year, and then Josh here in second at nine, and then Garrett is in third at three. Brian, of course, making all those moves because again, his team is cursed, and they're all either leaving the league or are injured. So, Brian, you should pick up some Vikings. <sighs> Should he pick up some Vikings? I, no, I just want to point out, Nate is not in the top five, four. I guess he's tied for fourth. With the uh, moves you're talking? Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's brutal. Nate, I love you, buddy. Give me a call sometime. <laughs> um, so, again, this is kind of a longer pod, but we're just going to keep going. Josh, we're going to now do the ESPN has that final standings projection thing for whatever godforsaken reason. But, Josh, it is the stupidest thing on the planet. I've said it multiple times. 
Speaking of Josh, though, you were projected to win the league uh, on draft day. So right after the draft, you were first, Willie was second, Jesse was third, Hammer was fourth, I was fifth, Bradley was sixth, Derek was seventh, Nate was eight, Garrett nine, Robin ten, Jamie eleven, Nikita twelve, T thirteen, and Brian fourteen. Now bringing it up to current day, um, T is projected to come in last place. I don't know why I sorted it Z to A. That doesn't make any sense. So currently, Jamie is projected to win the league um, after you know being projected 11th on draft day. Willie's in second. Josh, you are now projected to come in third. Nikita fourth. Me fifth. Hammer sixth. Nate seventh. Garrett eighth. Um, Brian ninth. Derek tenth. Jesse eleventh. Robin twelfth. Brad thirteenth. And T where he belongs, all the way at the bottom. He's projected to come in last place any other thoughts on the standings there josh i know we were just kind of flying through them but no i mean i I say it's stupid and it and i i literally tested it out and i mean it makes sense that it would change but i picked up a defense that was rated like projected to get six points one week and i went from 10th place to eighth place dropped them picked up one that was projected to get eight points so more points and I went from 10th place to 11th place. So you're saying it's a very fragile system. So I'm saying it's very, very fragile. And much like Monday Night Football on ESPN, it is full of boogers. I guess I haven't seen any boogers, but I'll have to take your word for it, Josh. You would not Booger lie. Booger McFarland. You, I know, but I was, I was talking about the ESPN like final projection thing. I understand the Booger McFarland reference, of course. The oh. Booger Mobile from last year. Who, doesn't, who didn't love the Booger Mobile? Um, can we do an American poll real quick? Um, yeah, so I put that question out on Twitter right now, yep. and I'm getting a resounding 155,376 say they hated it, and one person, Booger McFarland, says he loved it. Yeah, I mean, Booger knows best, so. You're right. All right, Josh, we're moving on to the week five preview, okay? You ready for this shit? Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, so the first matchup we have, well, what's the, what's the side bet for this week, Josh? Great question. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, I mean, me, I could uh, read it if you're, if you're not that ready. I but am not on it right now. You're um, not on it, Josh? Biggest loser! <laughs> Highest scoring team that loses. So an incentive for those of you, Derek, that lose all the time. Just just have the best losing team. Exactly. So Or play the highest score of the week. And if for whatever reason there's a tie, we're going to go with the highest scoring player between those teams. All right. I like it. Just saying. All right. So, Josh, uh, are you adhering to your second bullet there? Um, Nope. <laughs> all right well i'll just get into the first matchup then um well, the first matchup i have listed here is jamie versus josh so last week jamie was in america's uh game of the week and jamie again will repeat um america's game of the week josh she plays you the two um remaining undefeated teams are going head to head this week the only note i wrote down is that josh certainly has a chance but dot 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 kermit um so you know I, you, I'll give you the chance to break down the matchup further, but I'm definitely giving uh, this matchup to Jamie. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Jay as well, um, just because then if I win, you know, I still kind of win because I projected Jay, and my name starts you're, with Jay. Too. You're so humble. Um, but uh, Devonta Adams going down is not a good, you know, it's not help. That's my first-round draft pick. You know, 14-person league kind of uh, hurts. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm actually kind of shocked. I'm projected to be within nine points of her. So, um, win or lose. Good luck, Jamie. Hate your guts. I hope you lose. 
Nice. The Win or lose, though. Gotta love the sportsmanship in there. Uh, uh, next up, we have the Sky Ballbusters at two and two going against Team Mitchell. Very original. He's definitely blue balls at this point. Yep. Uh, Nikita at three and one going against Brian two and two. Um, at this time, Nikita's projected to win 113 to Brian's 103 and a half. Um, I mean, overall, I mean, I'm going to go with Nikita on this one. I will also go with Nikita. I think she's got a very solid team. I like how her top two of the three uh, projected leaders are both quarterbacks. Not bad. Yeah. But yeah, Brian's team is cursed. So something else. Deshaun Watson's gonna end his career today or on Sunday. I don't know, dude. Some some shit's gonna oh, go just, down. Hang on. Ooh. Um, sleeper says Deshaun Watson retired today. Wow, Brian, that is just incredibly unlucky for you. Right. Next matchup. <laughs> Our comedy is definitely a little Dude. hit or miss at the end here, Josh. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, you know, got a bladder full of urine, got to go pee. Well, she had to drink so much. Uh, next matchup, we have Bradley, uh, Breeze for Dreams versus Derek, the Walking Tacos. Brad's 1 and 3, Derek's 0 and 4. Bradley's currently projected to win 114 to 99 out of Derek. Um,. I just wrote in my notes, oh, how the money have fallen. Derek has won this league twice, but um, he has the most points against this year, and a lot of his team is banged up as well. He's certainly the second unluckiest team behind Brian this year. So I'm giving the matchup to Brad just because uh, Derek sucks this year. Sorry, Derek. Yep, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Brad as well. Um, sorry, Derek. Love you, buddy. But uh, Tom Brady's saggy nuts isn't going to carry a victory this week. But if he does, make sure... Well, I guess I don't have Josh Gordon in this league. Are you saying Tom Brady doesn't Botox his nuts? Nah, he probably does. You're goddamn right he does, Josh. He's a professional. Um, Professionals have standards. Next, we have Garrett, uh, Mac and Cheese, silly name, um, versus T, Big League, even sillier name. Um, T is currently... or Garrett's currently projected to win by 510.8 to T's 105.8. I'm actually going to go with T on this one. Yeah, we both picked an upset here. Looking at uh, Garrett's team, he's got Baker, um, James Conner, Marlon Mack. Um, Mike Evans has been solid lately, but then Robert Woods, Terry McLaurin, you don't know how he's going to bounce back from injury. Overall, I thought his his team was just more questionable, even though T, I still say, is going to come in dead last place. I think T steals one this week, so I agree with you there. Um, moving on to uh, Nate versus Robin, gold team rules versus girls rule Robin. we got the two rulers here, um, 12th and 10th place, respectively, both one and three. Um, uh, Nate's currently projected to win 100 to um, Robin's 98. It's going to be a close one. Uh, the only note I wrote down was woof. And uh, for whatever reason in my gut, I picked Robin to win this one. I like Matt Ryan's matchup. Uh, Todd Gurley's been all right. Geronimo Allison, I just said, is going to be a top five this week. Noah Font had a touchdown. So I'm going Robin. I went with Nate. I think Lamar Jackson and Todd Boyer are going to have good weeks. Probably the only two players he needs to put in. Should I just bench everyone else? Should we send him a text? Be like, hey, yeah, buddy, just bench nope, everyone that's else. That's good enough for me. Uh, next, we have um, your matchup. Big Waller Brand, Hammer. Uh, Mr. Hammer, I should say. Uh, versus East, Bound, and Brown. Ladies. Hammer is one and three. Gar, you're two and two. Um, Gar, you're currently projected to lose. Um, to Hammer is 121 to your 120.6. Um I gave you the edge in this one because Chris Godwin is projected, you know, 15 and a half. Teddy Bridgewater is doing solid. Zeke is going against the Packers. So I think you have a chance. 
I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, so it's a pretty close projection right now. Um, I have, I wrote down that Hammer's team is boom or bust, except for Waller. Waller, I think, is certainly the most consistent team in Hammer's offense. I think Hammer's either going to have a 140-point performance or an 80-point performance. I said my squad's a little more consistent, not as booming. Um so, you know, if if all Andrew's players show up, then I'm certainly going to lose. But I've only dipped underneath 100 points once. So I like my odds of just staying consistent in that high 110 teens to the 120s range. So I think if I do that, I'll win this week. So I gave the win to myself as well. Yep. And I'm going to go ahead and say that even though this is the closest projected game I see, it's going to be the game with the biggest differential. Oh, I, this game's going to be the biggest blowout of the week, whether I'm losing or winning? Yes. Josh, wow, that is a bold prediction. Bold. <laughs> All right, we have one final matchup, and that is Willie versus Jesse. Uh, Willie's two and two to Jesse's three and one. Um, Willie's Le'Veon Levita Loca is projected one twenty one to Still Trying's one hundred six point six. I mean, Willie's dominating this league. He has the most points for. Um, he's currently projected to win by 15, and he, again, does not have a kicker in his lineup currently. So there's no way I can't give this game to Willie, despite Jesse being 3-1 some way, somehow. Yeah, I think uh, I think Jesse's going to get exposed here. I mean, he has a kicker on the IR in his lineup still. Um, I don't think he knows how to change it. So um, I'm going to go ahead and say Willie. But I will say that despite that big the, the spread there he he probably has the biggest chance of covering that and, and winning uh just because willie is as unlucky as it gets this season yeah willie willie's been having a tough go but again most points for i i like willie's chances yep, no absolutely any, any other thoughts this week for our specific fantasy league josh not that i can think of i mean we i mean it's a great week five um going going forward um your team blows in bsb um yeah <laughs> josh i'm having a rough go of it in bsb that's for sure yep no it's it's definitely i see why you called me back in into the fold um i updated some nicknames hopefully that'll help hopefully um i do have a note for Derek um and t and robin um maybe update your team name make it a little bit more you know have it a little bit more pizzazz i find that a good team name is the first step to success in fantasy okay um that is why fu minshu is undefeated um that is why sherlock mahomes sherlock mahomes is undefeated that is why team mitchell is three and one um and that is why brad is one and three because his is breeze for dreams yeah i don't understand that one at all still 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 no still, still confusing me i personally like big league i thought that was a really funny team name but you're right it's a little stale he could probably spice it up just a little bit like here let me just you know i know you could start the closing sound if you want we could say thank you as i'm talking and, and well, I could, i'm not going to talk over you but we could we can certainly stall here for another second while you're trying to find another a better team name for t just yes. analyze his team uh real quick I, I actually have specifically i have thinking music just for this moment josh we'll play some thinking music yeah so i'm just it. i'm just looking at it right now and i mean feeling you know you got you know you always got that uh um i've got a feeling that's that's stupid though um uh, james white white power <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if he should go with white power as his team name. well okay then how about pop lock it and drop it for Tyler Lockett. It's not very original, but I do like it. It's it, I mean <laughs> um Commissioner Gordon, Melvin Gordon. 
that I'd like that one. That'd be a nice Batman there reference. There we go. Um, Clam Crowder. Yeah. Okay. Um, I beat my children till they bleed. AP. Not not a very popular one, probably. Lick I'll, my Tate. I like Lick my Tate. How about there's an app for that? You could do AP. You know? No. All right. Well. Goff my dick. Goff my dick. <laughs> all right, Josh. I am going to cut you off on the team names there. Um, all right, Josh. We are now in the outro. Do you have any final words? Any final thoughts? Love you, Nikita. Oh, you're so cute. Uh, I'd like to thank our our, our, our listeners. Um, I'll say thank you, Nikita. Thank you. Um, well, land of I'd say land of ten thousand and late. We'll go with that one. Um, Eric's, thank you. Eric Landvik, again, still have not heard from Eric Landvik in a long time. I think he's dead. Jamie Morset, our third loyalist fan, self-proclaimed third loyalist fan. Thank you. Levi Oki, thank you. Zatch Wells. Brian Zatch K- Wells. Zatch Wells. Brian K. Nup, if you're out there. Um, you know, I'm probably missing someone. Hammer. I don't know. I, maybe he'll listen just because he contributed. Although I don't know if he'll want to listen. We're at 123 right now. But Woof. Yo- YOLO swag. for It's only 7 p.m. Oh, 123. You got me, Josh. All right, we're just going to play the music now. So anyways, you were you were talking about coitus a moment ago. Do you want to further discuss our sexual relations in front of your wife? Uh, you know, I'm busy that day. <laughs> you don't look very busy. I can see you just sitting there right now. Oh, I see you. at gmail.com because your dog is an emo artist